The healing journey can be quick or slow, depending on you. Early in my journey, a mentor encouraged me that although there's no one-size-fits-all timeline, I could help expedite the process by being decisive. Making decisions and moving forward would help. There does need to be action. And while there are seasons of hiding and healing, there also needs to be action taken with that. Faith without works is dead. So are you trying to rebuild trust? Are you trying to stabilize some emotions? It might be time to make some hard decisions about your current situation and where you're heading. I don't want you or your marriage to stay stuck. So if you're ready to get moving, let's chat about your next steps. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. I am so thankful when friends like you are able to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me know how it's blessing you and how I can better serve you. So here's one review I wanted to share. This podcast is a good source of encouragement for women actively struggling to disentangle from an affair and repair their marriage. The emphasis on not focusing on shame and instead looking towards spiritual repair is important. I also think this is a valuable outside resource because the reality is a confession of adultery to the betrayed spouse may not be met with the softness of Jesus due to the pain involved. So to really be able to grow and move forward as a person, this kind of outside input and support is valuable to people in that situation. Wow, I appreciate that so much. And that really is my heart behind this, to have the softness of Jesus with the truth of Jesus, to know what are those next steps that we need to take forward to number one, honor God with our lives, and number two, rebuild that trust and that intimacy within our marriage. Now, did you know that I have a free community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus, who love their family, and are learning to love themselves. We share our best marriage and healing advice. We have accountability, prayer, and so much more. So would you come join us at facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity? And I'll have that link down below in the notes, but I would love to hang out with you there and continue the conversation. I remember before I confessed my affair, 
I started thinking through all the possibilities of things that might have to change. I knew that when I drew that line in the sand or the concrete, there was no going back. So I started thinking about changes in my life, both big and small. But they were decisions that I'd have to make that would show I wanted to be accountable and trustworthy and never fall into that trap again. For some people, it might be changing their job, or even moving to a different city, or adopting that baby, changing phone numbers, blocking phone numbers and social media. These could all be huge life changes, but are we all in agreement that we want a new life and a new marriage? So we have to be willing to make the hard call and do the hard things. Prioritizing God and family means that our actions line up with our words. Okay, but why and how do I do that? So let's take a look at a few reasons why we need to be decisive. And they, these may help you make the next best decision for your marriage. So the first thing is that you have to earn and keep your partner's trust. Now, this comes with the caveat to say you cannot control whether or not your spouse will trust you again. You can put your best foot forward to rebuild the trust to show that you are trustworthy. However, it is ultimately up to your spouse to give that trust again. But you have to be ready and willing to make that attempt to earn back that trust. So in order to have a solid relationship, a a solid marriage, there needs to be trust to begin with. And if you're listening to this podcast, then it's likely that something has happened in your marriage that broke that trust. And so now it needs repaired. Your actions have to line up with your words. That's the basis of trust. Do you say and do you do what you said you were going to do. So if you say, I will never talk with this person again, then you should have no problem having an open phone policy, open email, open computer. But if you're in a situation like this person was a coworker, then you seriously need to consider a new job, even maybe a new church or a new neighborhood. Are you telling me that you want to prioritize God and yourself and your marriage? Then you must make this tough call and draw the hard line. Never again are you going back there. You need to create a boundary so that you will never talk to this person again. And you could even have a backup plan. If, 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 if you happened to see them, at the grocery store, or just out and about while you're running errands. What's your backup plan? What would you do? And this actually leads then to my second point, to make your decisions before you get in situations. If you're going to prioritize rebuilding trust, make your decisions ahead of time. And I think about the book of Daniel in the Bible. There's actually three examples of this. So when Daniel was captured 
and he was ordered to eat the king's food in this foreign country. It wasn't food that God wanted him to eat as an Israelite. But David made the decision beforehand to obey God, so he was able to talk with the king's advisors and ask for a different option. Later, there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were told to bow down to this idol that the king had had created. They had already decided they were following God and not worshiping idols. So what happened? They were thrown into the fire, and spoiler alert, God met them there. A third example was that the king made a law that no one was allowed to pray to anybody else besides him. But Daniel had already decided and already been in the habit of praying to God, actually at specific times of day. So even though that law came out, it did not change his behavior. It did not change what he did. And so that was when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But in each of these situations, they had made the decision of how they were going to live their life before they ever got into this complicated situation. So how about you? Even though marriage vows were exchanged, there were teeny tiny decisions that at some point you started to slide on. Things that maybe you felt were harmless or you thought you had control of the situation, but it was like a tiny crack in a dam that suddenly broke the whole thing open. So right now, today, Start making your decisions and your boundaries now before you ever get into another sort of situation. Your brain, your emotions, your choices, you need to know the escape plan. Do not wait until that moment later and think, oh, I'll be fine. Of course, I'll never do that again. No, no, have your hard decision now because if you wait, it will not end well. And this goes on to my third point. Don't give the devil a foothold. In order to rebuild your marriage, there is no room for the enemy and his lies in your marriage or your home or your heart. I know that you are here to do things God's way, the kingdom way. But we often forget that the enemy is real and he's aggressive and he is out to destroy you and your family. And that's not to scare you, but that is to say, you can choose to walk in victory. There is no room for his deception and temptation and manipulation. So stay grounded in truth. Be in the word daily. Be around godly community that will hold you accountable and lift you up and link arms with you to continue walking on God's path. Get godly wisdom on making decisions that will grow you, rebuild your trust, heal your marriage, keep your priorities in order. Now, one more note. Notice that I didn't give a checklist of do these 10 things that will rebuild trust and fix everything. Like I said before, I can promise you that God forgives you, but I cannot promise that your spouse will. You're not 
working to earn their trust in the same way that you go to work for a paycheck. In that situation at a job, there's a contract. If you do your part, they'll do theirs. But a marriage is a covenant. It's an agreement where if I give 100% of myself, I've committed to that no matter what. There's no guarantee on their end. I do what I am responsible for. I am sorry to say that your, your spouse might continue to harbor bitterness and unforgiveness, resentment. They might even neglect their own healing. They've been hurt, but it's up to them if they choose healing or staying hurt. And while this is incredibly hard to grasp, God asks you to control what you can control and leave the outcome to him. We serve a good God and a good father. Leave the outcome to him. All he asks is that you stay faithful with what he asks you to do. So make the hard decisions. Choose to love God with your whole being. Love and care for yourself and love and care for your spouse and your family. Set up those boundaries around those things that you value and do not give the devil even one inch. And friend, if you need that accountability and encouragement, or if you have questions about a decision that you're facing, let's talk more about it in our godly, encouraging community. So come visit on Facebook groups slash intimacy after infidelity and learn more about rebuilding trust in your marriage. I am here for you. I am cheering you on. And I would be so honored to link arms with you and pray over you and walk this journey of rebuilding your family in a God-honoring way. I'll see you next time. Hey, Mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you, and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.